Hello and welcome back to Fast Charge. I am, as ever, your host Dom, joined this week by Toddy and Chris. Uh, Lewis is once again off sick this week. I think this is now something like four or five weeks running where every week either I've not been around or Lewis hasn't been around or Toddy hasn't been around and we haven't (laughs) had the core three of us together for about two months, it feels like. It's okay Um, though, because Chris is here to tie us together. Yeah, and and Chris brings the beard. Crucially, last week we had Hannah (laughs) filling in for Lewis and our beard levels were dangerously low. She was lacking, she was lacking. And we we had to have words after the episode, didn't we? (laughs) So we've overcompensated now with Chris. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Toddy's got the neatness, I've got the length. (laughs) Between us we have a solid beard game. Uh, Anyway, we are back for a unusual episode i feel of the show Mm. because we are talking about a weird set of phones at least two out of the three uh we are going to talk this week first of all about the freedom phone um a new stars and stripe branded free speech phone uh from a from a guy who claims to be the world's youngest uh bitcoin millionaire uh this got announced yesterday. It looks very odd. It looks a bit shady. We're going to run through what it is and what it isn't. Then we are going to turn to a phone that was announced during the show last week in beautiful timing. Uh, but that is the Qualcomm. I'm going to try and get this right. Uh, the Qualcomm <laughs> phone for Snapdragon Insiders, Ooh. which I mean, we I mean, talk no, a lot <laughs> about bad phone names, but that is powerful. Mm. Absolutely, a potent, Maybe the potent best phone naming phone energy. Name. It's incredible. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how they ended on that as the, the right name for this product. Anyway, this is a very odd, very expensive flagship phone designed for Qualcomm super fans, of which there must be at least one. Um, and then finally, we're going to turn to a more reasonable phone that some of you might actually want to buy, uh, which is the Realme GT, which I know we spoke about before. But Chris has joined us partly because he has been testing it. You can see if you're on the YouTube, he has that very exciting kind of yellow and black Kill Bill version of the phone. And we're going to talk through that. And we're also going to use it as an excuse to cover all of the leaks and rumors about the Realme GT Master Edition that we mentioned briefly last week, but we've heard is on the way, which is a slightly tweaked, more camera-focused version of the flagship. But before that, other bits and pieces from the week. First up, uh, Twitter has pulled a Google and very ignobly killed one of its services just months after launch. Uh, fleets have, well, they were fleeting. Uh, fleets are no more. They only launched in November last year. So we've had less than a year of fleets. If you never used them, I can't blame you. No one did. I never did. Uh, these were basically Instagram stories uh, or, uh, you know, that kind of like lasting 24 hours short form video. Um, it was it was just a pure Instagram stories ripoff, fundamentally, um, or that kind of Snapchat type thing. Uh, Twitter dumped them. I you know I'd log onto the Twitter app sometimes and just see like one fleet sitting at the top of my feed um, on a good day. Uh, unsurprisingly, yeah, they have just realised. <laughs> was it was it me? Was it me posting a picture? Of your <laughs> Quite possibly. Did you fleet? Were you a fleeter? <laughs> uh, I had started to get into it a little bit. Yeah, it's very. Uh, just like sort of stuff I didn't want to spam my actual feed with right. that I didn't really care about yeah. disappearing. Yeah. Like, yeah, mostly beers I, that I've been sent. <laughs> that's a separate topic. I mean, I, I just enjoyed the uh, the admission, like the tone of the tweet where they announced that it's it's a yes. feature being, being shelved because it's like yeah. either... Uh, was it you're welcome or we're, we're sorry. sorry or something like you're that? Welcome. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> they, they knew it, it flopped hard. And, and one of the most telling things is, is, is kind of recently, they didn't always do this, but fairly recently they added in um, fleets into the stats you see on a tweet. You know, when you see how many likes or how many retweets mm. something has, you also see how many times it, it has been fleeted. Um, and tellingly, on the tweet where they said that fleets had died, there was a point where it was something like 20,000 likes on this tweet and 10 fleets <laughs> <laughs> from at Twitter. Like, Which wow. just shows like the engagement <laughs> level that this, this bit of the service had absolutely no Incredible. one was using it. Um, so wisely they killed it off. Um, I think they're still alive for now, but they will be retiring soon. Uh, so fleets, fleets RIP. Um, I think, you know, I think in August, it August? early August. Okay. Yeah. I think. Uh, speaking of early August, that is when Honor is holding a global press conference. Uh, they actually announced this a few days ago, and at the time, I at least, and I think a few other people, thought this would be the global launch 
of the Honor 50, which had a Chinese launch recently. They said that phone would be launching globally. Uh, that's going to be the first phone that has Google mobile services and all of that. We've spoken about it on the show. Actually, funnily enough, they've since said this August 12th press conference is for the Honor Magic 3, um, mm. not for the Honor 50. The Honor Magic 3 is a new phone. We haven't seen it yet, but we've already heard the name because it was the phone that they announced will be using the Snapdragon 888 Plus chip which is that very, very mildly overclocked version of the 88. Um, so we're going to see the Magic 3. We've also heard a lot of rumors about an Honor Magic Fold. We're not sure if the Magic 3 is the Fold or if there's a Magic 3 and a Magic Fold or, or what is going on there. I think they're separate. I think the Magic 3 is a pretty standard slab phone and there'll also be a Magic Fold, but we're not really sure because normally... The magic name is what Honor likes to use for its kind of weird and wonderful phones that do something a little odd. So expect this to be something a bit more than a you know bog standard phone, but we're not entirely sure. Um, next up, we have had a new Apple launch this week. Not a desperately exciting one, but it did grab a bit of attention. They have finally launched one of the obvious MagSafe things, which is a MagSafe battery pack for the iPhone 13 series. So this is a little battery pack that will just magnetically attach to the back of the phone expanding your battery uh, in classic apple style it costs 99 dollars um if you are surprised or outraged by that then i'm sorry you just haven't been paying attention <laughs> this is absolutely in line with apple's pricing uh, they charge more than half that for a phone case it is not shocking that for something that actually has you know components to it they would charge something around 100 um I, I, it also doesn't look that nice i mean Apple, uh, Apple has no like, uh, has no like, there's no illusions about trying to make good-looking battery products for its phones. Like the battery cases have famously been yeah. ugly as sin. Um, the thing that I'm sure there are plenty of MagSafe accessories out there who love all their MagSafe bits and bobs, but having tested the wallet uh, attachment on on the 12 Pro Max. I would not trust anything with any additional weight in it, like a battery, mm. to just hold itself I, on the back of that phone. I have got the Anchor oh, version yeah. of basically this exact Apple mm. product, um, which they brought out uh, uh, very recently. Um, and that works really well on my iPhone 12 mm. mini. Um, very stable. Um, it's much, much cheaper than the Apple one. I can't remember the price, but it's also got more capacity yeah. as well. And Mouse has a solution so that's really good too. Like, yeah, yeah if you don't want to buy the Apple one, look up look up the Anchor 5K. I can't remember the full Again, name. Official like recommendation. Um, cool. So that exists, but you probably shouldn't buy it. Um, speaking of things that exist and you really shouldn't buy uh, Tag Heuer, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, uh, but Tag Heuer, the, the watch company, if you know I'm saying it wrong, then tell me, um, have <laughs> announced a Mario-themed version of one of their smartwatches. Uh, it's ultra-limited edition. They are only making 2,000 of them, uh, and they are selling it. And this annoys me. They're making 2,000 of them, and they're selling it for $2,150. And I'm just like, come on, sell it for 2,000. You've made... Have a little bit of like <laughs> synchronicity there. It's a two thousand of them cost two thousand, or you know, that, make two thousand one hundred and fifty. I don't know. Is that the Nintendo licensing fee just bolted on top there? Uh, one hundred and fifty yeah, per so. watch. Well, I think apparently the <laughs> non Mario themed version is something like nineteen hundred. So there's a two hundred and fifty dollar surplus, oh, give or take, for getting okay. Mario on it. Um, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for Nintendo tap, but this thing looks hideous. It looks um, so bad. It's really awful. I, I have no doubt that we're going to sell these absolutely will sell out either to fans or to people who think it's an investment and that in 10 years they'll be able to sell it for you know three times what they paid for it um i'm not sure smartwatches don't age that well well this is my thing speaking the, the, the heirloom aspect of like luxury watches i don't feel like it can translate yes like maybe you'll have like diamonds and precious metals in the build of the casing on a yeah. smartwatch but the internals either will fail over time, will just become outdated and sluggish, and it will become mm. an ineffective watch. So I don't feel like the market Lewis is wrote, the same. Yeah, right? Lewis wrote a, like an opinion piece, basically saying exactly that. Like these like luxury ones are just way too expensive for what you're buying, and the fact that they just you know they're not going to last the same amount. Mm. Yeah. As, mm. 
as as a proper. The flip watch. side of them is they are in a funny space where yeah. equally they are generally way cheaper than the yeah. other watches from these brands. Yes, you know, this is a lot for a smartwatch, but I don't think it's a lot for a Tag Heuer watch. Similarly, I think the one that sparked Lewis's piece was a Mont Blanc he was testing, and again, it was a very expensive smartwatch, but probably the cheapest Mont Blanc watch you could buy. Because they know it doesn't have that heirloom appeal. But if you kind of want the brand recognition of having one of these on your wrist, I guess it carries something. I don't know. Anyway, if you want the kind of premium, <laughs> slick, prestige watch thing, but you also want the big smiling Mario right on the on the face. It's like the goofy the Mario M on like the crown. Like, yeah. Oh, man. It's wild. I feel like I could probably just get a watch face for any I was going to say those watch faces someone is going to find a way to rip those watch faces off (laughs) that $2,000 watch and throw them out just for anyone to get hold of Uh, in like five days paint a little red M on the crown of whatever you've already got you're sorted Uh, finally, before we move on to the Freedom Phone, because I can't wait, uh, this uh, this week has also finally seen the rollout of uh, Android 12 Beta 3. Uh, this is noteworthy for a couple of respects. Firstly, this is the basically the final version of the beta. There's kind of three key versions, and then it's just a load of stability and Q&A fixes and stuff like that. So what we have right now is as close as we're going to get to the final form of what Android 12 is going to look like. And now Google's just going to tidy it up, do little fixes, smaller tweaks and stuff like that and this should be pretty close to what actually starts uh, getting pushed out to phones in the world in october or september or whenever um a few little changes in this lots of smaller tweaks i've seen things like people pointing out that the um the way it draws color palettes from wallpapers have clearly been fine-tuned it's pulling slightly different palettes from the same images um the biggest new features that have been thrown in are scrolling screenshots, which we spoke about before, but that is finally in this beta build. Though on a lot of Android phones, this has already been there. But the Google version of scrolling screenshots is finally there. Um, I think more exciting is a feature that we've reported on ages ago, but it's this new auto-rotate tech um, that uses your phone's camera to detect the orientation of your face and uses that to know when to rotate the display or not. Um, and Google says it makes the kind of auto-rotate on the phone both quicker and and more reliable, and it will do it more often when you want it to and, and not when you don't want it to, which is interesting, though I think it will bother a lot of people that it's using the camera all the time, so it's opt-in, uh, as I understand it. Mm. Um, but yes, Android 12 Beta 3 is there. I haven't had a chance to play around with it yet, um, but I'm looking forward to uh, seeing. I'm, I'm using the Android 12 Beta on a OnePlus phone, uh, so I'm not sure if that is up to what beta version that's up to yet and when I can get it, but I will try. Uh, let's talk freedom. <laughs> I mean, let's I think freedom, we've all been worried about big tech. You know, legitimately, big tech is, mm. is a dangerous influence. Um, I didn't realize up until now that our, you know, savior from the threat of Silicon Valley would be the world's youngest Bitcoin millionaire, Eric Finman, Mm. who has unveiled the Freedom Phone, a seemingly Android, they don't actually say, uh, smartphone that is, uh, well, I say Android, it's probably based on Android, but the software it is running is called Freedom OS. Um, it is, according to them, the first mass-marketable mobile phone operating system based on free speech. Uh, they have baked free speech into the code. It is there. That is what powers this phone. How do they fit it in there? I don't know. It's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, it, it, despite that, it comes with a load of preloaded apps. But don't worry, they are preloaded apps that promote free speech. Mm. Um, some of the most popular banned and unbanned conservative sites and apps come preloaded directly on the phone and it also has an uncensorable app store um this is really the heart of the phone and the fascinating terrible idea at its core i was gonna say i I don't see anything going wrong with an uncensorable app store an app store where they have said point blank we will not ban anything um wow (laughs) cool i mean i guess wow because I mean, A, there's a lot of things that should be banned. And I know there's debates around, you know, free speech. And, and, and you know, I'm going to go up front and say I'm pretty sure my politics don't align with Eric Finman's. Um, but regardless of that, you know, I'm aware there'll be debates about certain, you know, uh, 
apps and things getting banned. But, you know, there's stuff like just, I don't know, child porn. You should probably ban that. You know, that's good to ban. And I don't think going out with you, like, we won't ban anything at all. Like, that doesn't sound like a good starting point. Uh, and that's not getting onto just the security side of it, where it's like, well, that's are the they checking for viruses and things? Or are they just going to go like, you know, carte blanche, put whatever software you want in this, let people download it? Just come and hack yeah. us. It's, it's fine. It's a bit like the government just saying, oh, you know, we're still going to get paid, but we're just going to go down the pub and <laughs> yeah. know, everything will sort itself out. It's especially <laughs> fascinating because a lot of the pitch here is, you know, this is a phone that gives you like... Um, you know, they, they say that the OS doesn't include location tracking and things like that, and that they've got some tool that they just call trust. Um, it's not really clear what it is, but it, you know, somehow improves your security and gives you better control over your data. But it's just, you know, fascinating thing about, like, okay, this is going to protect you from having all your data monitored by big, big tech, by which they really mean Facebook and Google, I guess. Um, but it lacks all the protections those offered to stop you being monitored by random guys on the internet filling your phone with malware. <laughs> it's an incredible pitch. I think the confidence is really what helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it helps, but there's, there's, it's a very confident pitch regardless of what this is actually offering. The first thing I did when I saw the little trailer on his Twitter was go to the website and just yes. to see what was exactly going on there. Because the video itself, it, it dances around the hardware pretty much entirely. It, it's kind as of as much you know, as possible. Like yeah, like <laughs> many a speech uh, that we've seen in in politics in the last few years, um, kind of dances around any kind of tangible uh, stuff and just says some strong, powerful statements that things that you know everyone wants to hear about freedom and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they're baked into the phone as we've already established. So how can that be bad in any way, shape, or form? Um, looking at the website, uh, you see a picture of the phone, which I don't really see. I don't think you see much of the phone in the trailer. Um, you see a shot at the front of the phone. I think somewhere there might be a shot at the back. I there tried is, to find yeah. a spec sheet. I failed to find a spec sheet, but I believe, Dom, you did find specs for it somewhere. So I kind of... I, credit goes to random people on Twitter who did this. Um, this was this was not thanks to my work, but several people on Twitter in the replies to the, uh, the original trailer did piece together that from the limited renders they have of the phone, mm. and they are, it should be clear, renders. They aren't photos of the phone on the website. They're all no. dodgy renders. They're but, not good quality renders either. Like, no, the, very the cheap looking, very strange. Um, but it has a pretty distinct looking camera module. Um, and tellingly, that camera module looks very similar to the Umi Digi A9 Pro. I knew, I knew it was going to be one of these brands. I was on Amazon, I looked at Black Phone, I looked at uh, Ule Phone or whatever it's yep. called, and I was like, it's going to be one of these, it's got to be. So, nah, so I didn't it looks, find it, but they did. Yeah, it looks a lot like it's the Umi Digi A9 Pro that's just been, you know, they bought the license to that, that design and they've just taken the Umi Digi branding off and put theirs on. Um, this is, this is all, that also kind of highlights the, you know, part of the scam here fundamentally, in that right now you could buy this phone um from alibaba for 120 dollars i'm seeing um whereas freedom phone costs 450 dollars three times the price but for for that you have to remember it's they developed freedom os oh yeah which is its own platform you're paying for your freedom um, yeah (laughs) quite transparently (laughs) <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just running through what, what the Umi Digi A9 Pro offers again. I cannot guarantee this is the phone in question, but it looks fairly likely. It's pretty close. Having a look, it yep. looks very similar. Uh, it's got a 6.3 inch display, but it is just a sort of a full HD LCD. I no mention of refresh rate, so I'm pretty sure it's 60 hertz. For that um, price, probably 60 it's hertz. Got, yeah, I, I, you know, the sort of raindrop, uh, teardrop notch at the top. Uh, it is powered by a Helio P60 processor. That's a MediaTek, but it is one of the sort of budget level ones. Um, it comes with up to six gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage. Um, the camera setup is a funny one because um, Digi actually offer two different camera setups depending on the specs you go for. Um, you either get a 32 megapixel or a 48 megapixel main lens. 
depending on how much which RAM and storage variant you go for. So I don't know which of these will be what's in in the Freedom phone. Um, but that's then paired with a usual array of just more lenses than you need on the back that don't do much. Um, a depth camera and a macro that I'm sure are both terrible. Um, and then a wide angle. Um, this is also a funny phone because it's got an infrared um, thermometer on the back. So they were pitching, UmiDigi were pitching it as a bit of a, you know, um, sort of COVID era, you know, early wow. COVID period. You know, you can point your phone at someone and get a temperature reading, um, presumably with absolutely zero reliability, but I don't know. Um, so it's a very, very budget device, um, at least by 2021 standards. That has a very serious markup. Yeah. Um, but that is the price of freedom. Yeah, who knew? I mean, I didn't know you could put a price on freedom, but apparently you definitely can. I mean, if anyone's going to find a way, it's America. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and you answer Alex's yeah. question in the yeah. comments. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, he, uh, Eric is American. He's from Idaho originally. Uh, and America is runs through the veins of the Freedom Phone. Uh, if you yeah. go on the website, which is just freedomphone.com, uh, the first thing you will see is a fluttering American flag, uh, stars and stripes filling your screen. As you go down to look at the phone, as you'll have seen on, on, on the sort of, you know, the thumbnail we've used for this this episode, there's another American flag that they've picked as the wallpaper of the phone itself. Um, the uh, favicon for the website is also the American flag. So that's what you'll see in your browser window as you're on the, on the page. Uh, yeah, they're not subtle about it. This is firmly, firmly aimed at America's like right wing, really America's alt right, I'd say. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to joke saying like, oh, and I bet the wallpaper's a US flag. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a US flag <laughs> with then like some planes in formation flying think, above yeah. the flag. Oh my gosh. I think it's... And is he like standing at the bottom like, <laughs> he like should some be. sort of saviour? What I'm, I'm, I am saying, it is missing an eagle, uh, a bald eagle, maybe would be good somewhere yes, in there. Yes, I'm surprised um, there weren't more eagles involved. You know how sometimes when these phones like or like iOS like whatever leaks and everyone gets the wallpapers early, maybe we'll be able yeah. to do this with the Freedom Phone and get hold of all maybe. of these wallpapers before the phone maybe, launches. Maybe in like a, maybe in a future update, the Eagle will be like the digital assistant. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, hey Eagle. But it doesn't respond. It just says, and that's it. That's all you get, regardless of what you ask it. Uh, it, it can say one word: Freedom. <laughs> Uh, um, and there is also this great tagline they have on the page, um, which I forgot about and I just saw again. Uh, the phone, not just making America great, but also making a great phone. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> wow. Doesn't even work. Um, uh, are we sure this guy's calendar is correct and he's not thinking it's the first amazing of amazing like, if it, well i was thinking it's actually if anything funny that this has come out now rather than two weeks ago around fourth of july you know, if they had this yeah. kind of ready to go, I don't understand why it didn't it didn't launch just in time for Fourth of July and actually like ride that wave of uh, of coverage and and flags everywhere. But it's a fascinating phone. The website is fascinating. Around it's just filled with buy it now links. Everything on the page is trying to push yeah. you to buy it just constantly. Every time Every I thought it was going to be a more info button, it's just no. another buy it now button. Um, uh, I'm surprised it doesn't. Does it? It doesn't have like some sort of like previously was 999 sorry you go, you go yeah. done, sorry oh. i was just gonna say although although we sort of ran through those specs that we, we dug up from the umi digi page you know it's worth noting they are very careful to avoid giving you any specs um in the video eric finman describes this as comparable to the best phones on the market or words to that effect um but all they say say on the website is large storage Apparently up to 128 gig, going by Umidigi. Six-inch screen, apparently it's 6.3-inch, but whatever. And great camera. Um, and affordable yet fast. That's the closest you get to specs of the phone. Um, uh, along with um, this great little weird focus they have, which is on how easy it is to transfer to yeah. the phone. They keep It comes up both in the video and a couple times on the page. To the point that one of the, you know, there aren't very many product shots of this. But one of the ones they do is a shot of the SIM tray, uh, which reveals that it's dual SIM with a micro SD card slot. Great. But they really go hard on easy to transfer phone. Just put your SIM card in. It takes 30 seconds, um, which again tells you who they're targeting here. And it is not tech savvy people. It no. is people who have no idea what this thing is, have no idea what they're looking for in a phone. 
um, will trust someone, maybe will maybe just trust someone saying it's got a great camera without really knowing anymore. And they need that reassurance that it's easy to transfer. You just swap your SIM over and it works. Um, whereas, you know, a tech buyer does not need to be told how, how moving phones works. It's just the sheer amount, the sheer lack of information on the site in terms of making a purchase. Like they mm-hmm. are truly pushing this solely on the premise of the trailer video and which I argue does actually have more information than the website. I think it in does, terms of yeah. What the phone offers, but even that is is light at best. Um, much like the Mario Watch, I'm sure there's a market for this, and I'm sure people will buy it without question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll personally know anyone who would consider a phone like this. <laughs> no. The funny but thing I'd is, I'd love to get my hands on one just to see. Yeah. The funny thing is, this taps into something. I can't remember if it was something we were talking about on the show or something I was talking about with someone else. But I was talking to someone about the Huawei phones, and um, maybe it wasn't a show when we were talking about the, the possibility of Nokia running Harmony on some devices. Oh, yeah. And there's the idea that actually, for some people, there might genuinely be an appeal to a Google-less phone, and that you could put pitch it as a sales point of, you know, are you someone who doesn't trust big data, you don't trust Google, you don't trust Facebook, but you recognize that you need to have a smartphone because that's the way the world works. And that totally is, I can see the pitch for, you know, have a phone that uses, you know, this this is, looks like the default search engine here is DuckDuckGo rather than mm. Google. Um, and I can totally see the, the pitch for privacy phone, anti-Google phone, all that kind of stuff. And in another world, I could imagine Huawei kind of trying to pitch its phones that way in the West. Um, but yeah, it, it's a shame that the way that has come along here is obviously draped in very, you know... What is essentially right wing imagery and and that's clearly the pitch is is this yeah. you know freedom of speech stuff very very alt right in in today's landscape and and um you know not very comfortable branding to 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 push if you were trying to recommend people a phone that was privacy friendly mm. And obviously no, there's absolutely. that weird touch with the App Store thing where I'm like, well, I don't know if this is privacy friendly because I know that's the pitch, but an App Store with apparently zero regulation is not privacy friendly. I mean, uh, it's given me flashbacks to when Huawei first implemented Petal Search when they could no longer use Google Play. Yeah. And so their App Store was just showing you links to app downloadable apps from around the internet that they said, we can't verify these. So mm-hmm. you can download them, but it's on you if that means that your credit card information gets stolen or yeah. whatever. Um, at least that one warned you. This one, I imagine, just doesn't. It just goes, yeah, cool, whatever you want. Yeah, you, I mean, who knows it. what this app store is and how it works. You know, there's no way they've gotten serious devs to submit apps to it. So is it going to be just like Petal Search that's just sending you out to, mm. you know, APKs out there in the wild? Um, or have they actually built something that people have to submit apps to? Because if it's the latter, then they'll also have the problem that there won't be any apps on it um, because no one's going to submit anything to it. Um, so many questions. Uh, so many questions. I, I was talking to um, uh, fellow journalist Chris Barakoff uh, about mm. this, and we both landed on the notion that we'd be more comfortable buying the Pablo Escobar phones Yes, because at least they don't pretend, or they don't. They don't. There's no pretext. Like they, they yeah. say, you know, we're affiliated with the Escobar name. And what that, the connotations of that. But you know what you're getting um, with the Escobars. Yeah, for better yeah. or worse. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess also, you're getting actually a pretty good de- deal, relatively speaking, because under all of the decals and stuff, it turns out it's like a Samsung Galaxy Fold or something. Yes. So, yeah. A big step up from the Umdigi. Exactly. There's also those those black phones mm. that they're they're supposed to be centered around privacy, aren't they? Oh yes, there's not the brand black phone, but like the black. Phone. I think there's a space in there somewhere, and they're like an expensive, super secure phone. Mm. Uh, I think they have like yeah. you can do like direct peer to peer encrypted communication, all this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's they it, come yeah. in like they're like a thousand. Like they're more money as I understand mm. it, and you're paying for that security. They seem a bit more legit, but I don't know how much more legit. Um, yeah. I think you can look up the specs at I least don't on know the that website. Much about yeah. them. I'm just on the website. The black phone privy is 1300. Yeah. Pounds, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're interesting, interesting concept. That would actually be the phone that I feel like people who this market is appealing to 
would actually benefit from if those yes. are genuine concerns of theirs. Uh, yeah. I have many doubts about this product delivering on the promises of security and trust that are so inherently apparently baked into the user experience. No, I, this, I mean, to be blunt, this feels a lot more like it's just a scam. Um, you know, they are <laughs> buying very cheap hardware and upselling it at a, you know, 300% markup with a load of, uh, you know, software baked in, but we don't really know what. I mean, I would bet Freedom OS turns out to just be a purely cosmetic tweak to Android 10 uh, yeah. with, with no meaningful changes or anything else. Just wait, yeah. Just wait for XDA to like, yeah, you know, completely <laughs> expose what's <laughs> actually in the code. Uh, I imagine this is really just an exercise for Mister, what's his name, Finman, is it? Finman, fin, yeah, Eric Finman. To you know, just looking at the the pins tweet at the top of his thing, it's really just a kind of a, a tick list or a, a bullet point list of uh, his story up until now. Yeah, um, including the whole you know first youngest crypto millionaire or whatever it was. Um, I imagine, you know, creator of the Freedom Phone might sound good on paper just for mm. his CV going forward, regardless of how it actually does as a product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd still kind of like to get hands on one just to see it. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, <laughs> just a sheer curiosity. But I equally do not want to give this man five hundred dollars. No, uh, no, no, that's just the, the flip side of that. Um, let's roll from a five hundred dollar novelty device you shouldn't buy to a $1,500 novelty device you shouldn't buy. Um, the, at least this one isn't a scam. Uh, Qualcomm last week, while we were on air, very frustrating timing, so I know this is exactly seven days late, but Qualcomm <laughs> unveiled the, I think it's the Qualcomm phone for Snapdragon Insiders. Oh, it's a it rough name. is a terrible name. I know we've already said that. We've got to just all accept it and move on with our lives. Uh, the name is partly because this is a phone for members of the Snapdragon Insiders program, which is a kind of, you know, Snapdragon fan club kind of thing uh, for people who are just super into Qualcomm's chipsets. Um, this is thus pitched as a phone for Qualcomm super fans. Uh, it does have Snapdragon branding on the back. It's got a Snapdragon logo. And the idea is also that it features the best of the best Qualcomm tech inside it. That is partly to justify the $1,500 price tag, which is very steep. Um, worth noting that it's not built by Qualcomm per se. It is built by Asus. You may remember ages ago, there was word that Asus and Qualcomm were working together on a gaming phone. Um, it, this appears to be what that is. Um, what's really telling about this is that if you look at the dimensions and things like that, it's not exactly the same, but it's very close to the ROG Phone so 5. Yeah. So it's very clear that what this is, is parts for the ROG Phone 5 that Asus had that had been repurposed into a slightly different version of it, with slightly different cameras and bits. Um, and then a Snapdragon logo on the back, and for some reason a higher price tag, um, I guess, to kind of add an air of exclusivity to it. But it does make it very, very tricky to look at this and really recommend someone buy it. Um, I don't mind the aesthetics of the ROG phones because they know what they are. This mm. based around that. Um, you know, there's some benefits, like I don't think there's a, a notch or anything because of the way the bezels are formed and the camera just sits in the bezel, which is nice. But the the aesthetics overall just look a bit... It looks like a development, like a piece of development hardware almost. Well, exactly. Qualcomm, you know, as a, someone, you know, if you're not in the press, there's no reason you'd know this, but Qualcomm creates these reference design phones that That's it gives to, um, to, to OEMs when they're building their devices. So, you know, when it makes a new chipset, it will build a kind of what it calls a reference design phone with that chipset in, which is just to kind of show off, look, this chipset now supports cameras up to this resolution, so we've put one in here. It supports refresh rates up to that, we've put one in here. But the phone looks very functional when you see them. They're not designed to be snazzy. They're not shown off for, for the public because they, they don't look exciting. This looks like that. It looks very functional, very bland, very just like, here, this works. Let's ship it. Um, because that's all those reference designs are meant to do. They just have to turn on and and you know function uh, to that level, but they don't have to look like nice things you want to carry around. Obviously, we haven't we haven't seen this in person. Um, we're just going by Qualcomm's imagery, but it certainly doesn't look like a fifteen hundred dollar phone. Um, no, it does not. The the biggest I think upset for me, regardless of the name, is um, 
the fact that the timing is so bad considering I think it was like maybe the week before this was announced that we learned about the Snapdragon 888 Plus. Yeah, it's and this, and is, this that is, is not, not running in, on in that there, chip. To be clear, yeah, this this runs the 888, but not the 888 plus. So it's really close to the Rock Phone Five. I think Ultimate is like the closest in terms of spec sheet. <laughs> yeah, like but you, again, you uh, you know, people may remember when we were talking about the 888 plus. Asus said they were going to put the 888 plus in an ROG phone. So we know Asus is working on an ROG phone with the 888 plus, this but not <laughs> the actual like Qualcomm branded Snapdragon phone. So this is now coming, you know, six, seven months after the 888 arrived and, you know, that long after we started getting the first phones powered by it. Um, And it, you know, we haven't had 888 plus phones arrive yet, but they're coming soon. So this already feels a bit outdated. Um, And it's funny because although it does have some really top specs, there are other ways it's lacking. So the stuff it's got that's good is the 888. I know it's not the top, top, top anymore, but it is still you know, this year's main flagship chip. Um, other things you're getting is it's got a, I think it's 144 hertz refresh rate QHD display, um, which is, a, you, you know, about the best, and that's a Samsung AMOLED. So that is about the best display you're kind of, you're going to get around. Uh, it comes with 512 gigabytes of UFS uh, 3.1 storage, 16 gigabytes of DDR5 RAM, Gorilla Glass Victus on it, um, and it can support 8K uh, video recording at 30 frames per second, which I think it might be the first to do, because I think most 8K, of the 8K ones yeah. do 24. I think we, we learned that the... I forget whether it was a Snapdragon or the Exynos 2100 inside the S21 Ultra with that yeah. RAM could technically... Do, one of them could technically do 30, but it was still set to 24, so that it matched up with the, the other chipset using the other variant of the same phone. I think... Well, I mean, it must be because of this. I think the 888 can do 8K at 30. Right. But right. Sam, we noted that Samsung didn't put that in the S21, and it was because the Exynos was holding it back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stuff like that is very impressive, and you're getting Bluetooth 5.2, Wi-Fi 6E, things like that. Well, that's top spec. But then there's other bits of Qualcomm tech that are not in here. So the really weirdest one is that it has a rear fingerprint scanner rather than an in-display fingerprint scanner. And you would have thought this would be the perfect time for Qualcomm to put out a phone using its Gen 2 ultrasonic in-display fingerprint, which has a much larger sort of scanning area than other under-display fingerprint sensors. And I don't think that's in any phone yet. And Qualcomm unveiled it a while ago, but no one's put it in a phone. And surely this is the time they put that in their phone and say, look, it's really good. <laughs> so the first gen... Especially when it costs yeah, so much. Yeah, because the first gen was, I think, Samsung used it in the S... Well, I'm going to say S10 range? Maybe S20 range. Yeah, um, and it I think wasn't it was the partic- yeah, yeah, it wasn't super snappy. It wasn't great, um, but... The gen 2 was supposed to be like a bigger like catchment area on the screen and yep. be more reliable and faster and that stuff. So the fact they've put just a, a rear sensor, even if it is like the better tech underneath. Yeah. Instead, it sort of just ends up looking like a Moto, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if, if you sort of just changed a Moto G9 or like one of the Moto G, you know, fairly budget phones, it just yeah. doesn't look particularly uh, Moto G9. Cool. <laughs> the other big emission uh, factory in the price is there's also no wireless charging, um, which again is very, very weird. Um, there is, I think it's quite good wire charging. I think it's 65, yeah, 65 watt wire charging. It's um, the only phone with Quick Charge 5 that I've ever encountered that I can think of. Like that yes, I think it might standard. be the debut of their Quick Charge 5 standard in, in a piece of hardware. I'm not positive. Um, mm. Though it's only a 4,000 milliamp hour battery, which mm. isn't that impressive. Um, so it's all a bit... Odd. Actually, I should say, looking at their spec sheet, they say it's the Qualcomm 3D Sonic Sensor Gen 2 fingerprint sensor, but it's the but physical it's in the one back. in the back. Whereas I, maybe I'm getting my different versions of Qualcomm Sonic Sensors modeled up, but they were definitely originally hyping that up as uh, the tech for um, the in-display. Or maybe oh, there's a 3D Sonic Max that's this. Well, the I Max can't keep track of fingerprint sensors. But as I understand it, the 3D Sonic tech is designed to work under a display as well. They just yes. haven't put it under a display. They've put it on the back. I think you're that's right. That's probably I why you can't have the is. wireless charging. Yes. Which is bizarre. Um, um, so it's all very odd because these are the kind of things they could make a song and dance about and say these are mm. Qualcomm features you cannot get in anything except the Qualcomm phone or at least the Qualcomm phone's doing it first and best, something like that. Um, 
and it, it seems with, to be very odd that it's not. Yeah, it comes with headphones, and they're designed to show off this Qualcomm sound or Qualcomm, yeah, sound standard sound. That's it. Yep, standard. So that's a thing if you're desperate. But then I don't know if this is the phone of choice for audio files either. Uh, even wire, like wireless audio files, I imagine probably the Xperia One Mark Two or Three probably has that unlocked in terms of the mm-hmm. best audio experience from a phone right now. Now the LG's kind of killed them. I mean, dis- disappeared. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it comes with some headphones, which are usually worth about three hundred dollars, which is nice. But equally, that's always you know it, that kind of helps offset the cost. But then if you certainly if you pre-ordered pretty much any flagship phone these days. It would come with a three hundred pound pair of headphones as a pre-order yeah. bonus because that's just yeah. what how they do. almost every manufacturer yeah, Samsung, does now. Yeah, Samsung always gives something mm. away. Normally, some yeah, Galaxy yeah. and Sony tend to give in a pair of their um, over-ear noise cancelling ones with pre-orders. Those are three hundred three hundred dollar headphones um, and very good. Yes, uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe these headphones are phenomenal, but we don't know. And maybe the phone is phenomenal, but we don't know. Um, but it's just odd. I, I think it's the price that throws me the most. If this was a thousand dollars, I would understand it, because you, it's specced like a thousand dollar phone. You know, yeah, it, it, it's specced around that point. But the kind of emissions it has, like no in-display fingerprint scanner, no wireless charging make it really hard to justify why this is even more expensive than an S21 Ultra or a Mi 11 Ultra or a Sony Xperia 1 Mark III. You know, the only phone you can get that's more than this pretty much is the Galaxy Z Fold. Um, yeah, the foldable market. As you know, that's basically the... the only stuff that, that's priced higher than this. And yet purely yeah, on paper, I, I, say... I would always recommend someone get a flagship Samsung, Sony or, or, or Xiaomi over this. And unlike the the tag watch we talked about earlier, I don't believe even though this is for like you know a small group of people, I don't think they've said explicitly that there's like a limited number of units of this device. No, I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen anything suggesting you know we've only made a thousand of them or or anything like that. I wondered if that was why the price was higher was because it was you know batch batch production rather than mass. I mean, but... I... where 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 are they selling it? Is it are they selling it direct or with retailers? Um, I think it is direct. Right now, it says that it's coming soon, and you can sign up on the uh, Snapdragon Insiders site. Um, and it says Snapdragon Insiders will be the first to be notified about buying it. Though it doesn't sound like you have to be signed up to it to buy it, but who knows for sure. Um, so they don't, I think, actually say when that is um, going to be, when they're going to be able to buy it. They just say sign up now to get it. Um, it's not available worldwide, uh, yeah. but it will be available. I know, sorry, they do say it's August um, in the US, China, UK, and Germany, with more markets to follow. Which I think I'll have a Motorola. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a funny. It's just a funny thing because it's for fans, but I don't know how intense a Snapdragon fan base they really have enough to really want Snapdragon branding on a device. I mean, I know that in the US they pushed the Snapdragon brand a lot harder than they did anywhere else. Mm. Uh, but if memory serves, that was back in like the days of like the Snapdragon 801, like yeah. a few years back now, like 2015, I guess, that kind of time was when I really thought, you know, I think you, there was like the Snapdragon Stadium or somewhere like they, they were using the brand quite yeah. liberally stateside. Um, but I don't feel like they've maintained that level of, of brand awareness in like the average consumer. No. Um, to even entice them to join the insider program, let alone then fork out $1,500 for this thing. Yeah. Uh, and and it's the ROG Phone 5 exists. <laughs> exactly. And it is just a worse version of the ROG Phone 5. Um, and it's all very odd. You know, the, the thing that I get is I don't really understand where they're, they're going with this because normally I'd look at something like this and I'd say they're not trying to turn a profit on this. You know, they're not going to sell enough of these to make money. This is a PR exercise. It's something they're doing, you know, for the fans and to show off a bit. Um, and that's why it exists, and that's why it's so high spec. But then I don't understand why they've quite made it as expensive as it is, because it's not an appealing price point, which means not that many fans will want to buy it. And I'm sort of like, if they already know they're losing money on it because it's not designed to be profitable, then they I should just have, like, shave a bit more of the price so that they can really position it as this is really for the fans, make it exclusive, but make it mm. well-priced for a small set of people. And it's a real, like, well, if you're a Snapdragon insider... We're going to give you an amazing value Qualcomm phone, yeah, and you know like you're going to feel so bucks. good about about <laughs> being a Snapdragon insider because you've gotten this like these amazing Qualcomm specs a better value than Samsung would do it for you, you know. 
Um, that, I mean, that that would have saved it. That would have made it an incredible just like thing to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, I, I have no conceptual problem with Qualcomm putting out a phone with their, their branding on it, uh, then tying it with Asus, who make very good phones, and the ROG Phone 5 is a great phone. Using that as a starting point, perfectly reasonable. Um, I just then look at it and say, how did they do all of that and then land on $1,500 as the appropriate price for that? Because it's for the fans, but at that price, it feels like a kick in the teeth for the fans, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't yeah. see any, you know, real fans being won over by by that, and feeling like that tells them, oh yeah, great, Qualcomm's here for me. Um, it's like Toddy said, there needs to be like a limited edition, maybe like number exactly them or number something. Them, yeah, you know, make it feel like you get, you know, do a do, you know, like what no, nothing is doing with their first, they're auctioning the first one hundred mm. pairs of the Ear One buds. And obviously you're going to pay more than the RRP for them, but it's going to be engraved. Yeah. And, you know, the higher your bid, the higher the number out of 100 you'll get. Like, do, you know, make just it make it, some sort yeah. of, make it yeah. special. Yeah. Like, make make it desirable. If you want to charge that price, then, you have to give yeah. yeah give that sense of it being collectors, yeah. a collector's item, something special, unique. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. Very oppositioning. Yeah. Um, I am curious to see if this is something we ever see Qualcomm do again. And if they do do it again, I'm very curious to see if we see them radically adjust things like the price point or the ways they spec it out. Because as we say, looking at it right now, it just sits in such a weird spot and I really don't understand what they were going for with it. Um, but let's end on a higher note than that. Uh, let's turn <laughs> to the Realme GT, which Chris has been testing out. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit as well as we go through, I, I guess, what will kind of come up about the Realme GT Master Edition, which has been leaked and is expected to be on the way but chris has been reviewing the standard realme gt in that kind of bright yellow vegan leather finish um to recap if you're not aware this is the new Ooh. flagship phone from realme realme is part of uh it's sort of part of bbk that same company that has oppo and oneplus um so it's very close ties to oppo this is realme's flagship it has a Snapdragon 888, pretty much top specs across the board, except maybe the camera and a few sort of flagship luxuries. But comes in at a very aggressive price point. Uh, Chris, how much does this thing cost? Uh, so the, the the neatest pricing we have is five nine nine dollars and four four nine euros. Mm. Um, and then like it's on AliExpress for like RRP at four seven three pounds mm -hmm. or something but you can get 30 percent off at the moment which makes it you know 330 quid yep. or something but you know it's kind of bonkers madness type it is i think still the stuff. cheapest snapdragon 888 phone you can buy yeah. at least going by the official pricing yeah um, and and as i think a lot of people have said it basically sits at the flagship killer price point that oneplus always used to be and this really feels like realme going in and again, this is they're all part of the same company, so I'm sure this is a very conscious <laughs> positioning decision <laughs> the BBK has made about where they want these brands to sit. But this is now feels like this is the phone doing what OnePlus used to do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. My my review of it just went live, so you can go read the full the full shebang. But yeah, that's basically what I said is that um, that this is the new flagship killer. The Realme is is doing what OnePlus used to do. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's an astonishingly good phone, to be honest. Like I sort of agreed to review it, didn't know that much about it. Cause I think Toddy was really doing all the, all the coverage for us on the site and then just like started testing it. Oh, I was that like, was... Oh, yeah, really like this, <laughs> you know, even, even just, even just getting a phone with a, with a vegan leather design is just a bit refreshing. Really. And, and like, they don't, you know, I really like the, the yellow black. Like I think yep. Oppo proved yeah. that you can very easily mess up a good vegan leather finish with the wrong color palette. And they went for gold yeah, and orange, yeah. the, I think was the combination on the back. Yeah. It's a, the, the find X two pro vegan yeah. leather, but orange all over and then gold trim around bits. Yeah. And I love that phone to bits, but my God, that was an ugly finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that and, phone suffered because you have the choice between that or just black. That. Like glass, or it might be there might be a ceramic model, but it was it was yeah you know very boring looking version or a very ugly version. Mm. Um, this I think the yellow is a nice color, and I love the gloss strip, the, the you know the racing yeah, the stripe. Glass stri it goes all the way up around the camera module. The camera modules, you know, 
talking like one mil little mm. bump there so that's minimal as well it just feels like i thought it was going to be bigger and heftier mm. and more like bulky which is normally like i'm pretty anti that on on phones which is why i tend to use like a pixel um but it doesn't feel that big considering it's got like 6.4 three inch screen um it's like the vegan one is slightly thicker than the other two colors which is uh, blue and silver you know they look much more like all of the other it looks Realme super generic like yes. so forgettable yeah <laughs> the other ones look just, just don't know why you'd choose them unless you hate yeah. yellow um i was a bit worried about the leather getting a bit mm, grubby yeah particularly because it is bright color but it's really like it looks like i've just got out of the box and i've had it for like three Amazing. weeks now um and it's also grippy like obviously doesn't really sharp fingerprints obviously the the black it does, but the leather does. Is it like a piece of glass next to the cover glass of the camera, or is it a singular like sliver of glass all the way down from the camera? Is there like a split? It, yeah, it does. Like if you look very, I don't. I probably can't show you. But if you got up yeah. super close, oh, I can here, see like a line. Like, you can see the line just about. Gotcha. Yeah, it does. It, but like you only, you can only really see that if you look mm. closely. Uh, but it does go up and hug it like to little sort of triangular mm. points either side so it hugs it but yeah it doesn't actually go round nice. but you know you never really notice that from a distance. this is definitely the finish to go for of the three yeah and it's like it's not even more expensive than the others Maybe. it's not limited to the um higher spec 12 yeah. gig 256 storage model either which i thought oh this will probably be the that was my you know, make you buy yep. the more expensive one but no you can get it on both um and yeah it's a bit mad like as i went through the review i was just like surely they've scrimped like where have they scrimped yeah, like i'm gonna i'm gonna like yeah i'm gonna do some proper yeah. investigative investigative uh journalism here and find out where the specs have gone down but it's it's um, DDR5 RAM, it's UFS 3.1. Yeah, storage. and those are the easy ones to cheat. Uh, those are the ones where you can just pitch yeah. it as good numbers, yeah. but hide it because it's, oh, it's the old storage standard, it's slower RAM, but yeah. no, they've gone... Yeah. I mean, it's worth saying there are there are emissions. Obviously, it's not a flat, true flagship at that price. There's no waterproof rating, yeah. correct? No IP rating, no. and there's no wireless charging. Um, no. And then I guess the other real area that it, it's not weak, but it's not strong, is the camera, right? Yeah, so it's got a 64 megapixel Sony sensor. That's the main one. And that's like fairly typical mid-range mm. sort of, you know, your, your 48, 64 megapixel one that pixel bins down to um, 16 megapixels. And it's like, it's solid. Mm. Like it, it does, if you're just going to take pictures when you're out and about, post them on social media, no yep. no problem. Um it's it's pretty decent like it's you know it's got all the kind of modes you'd expect on a modern phone and you know ai scene recognition and the pro mode and all that kind of stuff the um the other sensors on the back are an eight megapixel ultra wide which is just like it's yep. basic it's you know you you obviously get loads more in the frame but when you compare it to the main sensor the you know the detail is just so much lower um Although the colours between the two are, are mostly pretty that's good. That's impressive, because um, that's usually where those, the, yeah, those really slip up, Yeah, especially on the cheaper phones. As we found with the OnePlus yes. 9 and the 9 Pro, um, you know, that was a bit shocking. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's very soft and blurry, you know, when you look into the, you know, when you look closely at the shots. But I still find having an ultra-wide handy, I'd still rather that than a telephoto. Yeah for my personal use um but then it's got that classic third two megapixel <laughs> macro that just you know useless <laughs> it's just there to bump yep. up the numbers to say it's got a triple camera really um you know it's, it's so difficult to take a good photo with that <laughs> yeah um because you've got to be at the exact right distance and it'd be well lit you know yeah. not too bright or too yeah, contrasty yeah and it, all it says on the screen when you're in that mode is hold it four centimeters away it's just like if you've got all this fancy yeah. ai tell me yeah, when i'm yeah. at the right distance like i i don't know if i, I don't want to hold a tape measure <laughs> to everything i'm taking a macro photo of and so you're you know as usual you're far better off just taking a photo with the main sensor um just ever so slightly further back maybe like six centimeters yeah. away and you'll get a 
you'll get a much better photo. Um, the selfie camera's pretty decent, 16 megapixels. Is it a hole punch, like um, in the display? Yeah, hole punch in the cool. top corner there. And the yeah, display is 120 hertz AMOLED, I think. Display yeah. is 120 hertz Super yeah. AMOLED and 360 hertz touch yeah, really something. Nice. Yeah. It's great for gaming. Um, it's yeah, it's just like how it's very hard to <laughs> fault. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's just like um, and then and then moving on. There's 65 watt super dark charge. So 97 percent. I think I got in 30 yeah. minutes. Real me tease <laughs> the 120. Five, whatever, whatever it is, like ultra dark charging, like last mm. year, I think we talked about it on the show, and it's yet to to materialize. But that was originally rumored to be in a member of the GT line. We thought it was going to be the original GT, this one. Uh, it hasn't been in any of the subsequent kind of variants of GT, which we're going to come onto. The only one that hasn't actually like come to fruition or or leaked in any kind of greater detail has been the GT Pro, or the Race Pro, because the Race was the code name for the GT. Um, that is, if it does actually come to market, assumed to be the phone that will be the phone to showcase Realme's ultra dark charging, 125 watt mm. fast charging tech. But it's within this mm. family, so the fact this is here now means that the ball is rolling, and I'm hoping that means that we'll see it soon. Yeah, I mean, and the just to like round things off, the battery's 4,500 milliamp hour. I can easily get two days out Glorious. of it. Um, although not, I don't. I'm not like a I'm not a phone gamer or anything. But if you so, were, that's still um, a hefty amount of longevity yeah. just on the table to play with. Yeah. Um, and it's got a headphone jack. Oh, oh well, hey. All that and a headphone jack. And, and of wow. course, <laughs> because you've got the Snapdragon 888, that's got 5G yep. as well. Nice. Um, so it's just like, it's, it ticks so many boxes. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth crazy. highlighting because we were just speaking about it. But specs wise, this is very similar to the Snapdragon phone for yeah. a third yeah. of the price. <laughs> yeah. um, it was the, funny that these the two are the six, two topics yeah. back to back because it just re- e- e- like highlights so dramatically how... Yeah, the odd. Snapdragon has a bigger display and a slightly faster refresh rate, 144, not 120. And it has a better camera setup because it does have a telephoto as well. Um, but it's the same charging speed. Both got no wireless charging, no IP rating. Uh, they both got AMOLEDs. They both got the Snapdragon 888. They both use the same storage and RAM standards, so you can get slightly more storage and RAM in, in the, snap, the mm. Snapdragon one. Um, so they, they, you know, they're not exactly the same, but it, it just highlights the disparity of how how over how much Qualcomm is overcharging for that phone, and how much Realme is kind of undercharging here. Um, that they've managed to create a nine hundred dollar gap between these yeah. two handsets. Um, it's a very small looking. spec disparity. Yeah, much better looking. Uh, this Even does the have, bland colours. This are does have looking. a yeah, and this does have an in-screen fingerprint. Yes, oh, hey. there you go. <laughs> um, and the I think also it's like readily more accessible. Like you know, we're still on this like sign up to find out when the Snapdragon phone is going to come out. Whereas this I think is on like platforms like AliExpress, basically can ship anywhere. Yeah, and I think you can get this phone yeah. on AliExpress and in some markets on Amazon as well. Yeah, the availability is the only odd thing it's about super this phone weird. because it is really strange it's how they've strange. launched it. Where, as Chris has said, like you know, we're obviously based in the UK, and it is officially out in the UK. It has launched in the UK, but there is no UK price officially. There's no RRP, and mm. um, the way you would buy it is through AliExpress. You will list a price in pounds, but they're just converting dollar and euro prices. It's like like a weird like and six, sixty-two pence like yeah odd price point. Um, you can buy it from the Realme store, but only in, I think, like four European countries, four or five. It will say, you know, it says on the Realme store, like, this will ship to, like, Belgium, Germany, and France, and that's it. Um, something like that. Uh, and, you know, again, they, they, they're standard kind of Chinese manufacturer thing, but they give a dollar price, but it's not officially out in the US, in fact. But apparently you can see it on Amazon US, but it's an import version. It, so wherever you are, yeah, you might prices, have to look around yeah. a bit to figure out where you can buy this phone in whatever country. Yeah. And you might be able to buy it from Realme. You might be able to buy it from Amazon. You might be able to find it in shops. You might just have to go to AliExpress, which will ship globally. Um, I, I saw something, I think, earlier saying that Realme might announce like more details next week. Or is that when the master edition might be announced or something there are yeah there's there's rumblings of of so if you don't <laughs> yeah. know master editions are like realme's kind of like 
I don't want to say that they are special edition phones, but they're not always exactly the same phone with like a fancy coat of paint. That seems to be the case with this generation of Master Edition. Um, basically, the leaks are saying, and like Realme is kind of hinting that we're going to see one. Uh, when is the date? Do I have the date here? Really soon. 21st of July in China. Um, yeah. The Master Edition for the Realme GT is expected to launch. Um, they typically, they have partnered with this Japanese designer. Um, and he kind of deals with the aesthetics on these phones. Um, what we've seen so far looks pretty nice. Uh, Dom and I were chatting about this. Like it, it sort of emulates the look of a Muji branded suitcase with this kind of layered effect. I don't know if it's mm. leather or plastic or like a mix of the two, um, but it looks quite cool. Um, that's one of the finishes. Uh, specs wise, it's very similar to the standard GT, but it's actually going to be cheaper because it's running on a Snapdragon 778G, I think, rather than the 888. Mm. Um, that's the main difference. Beyond that, you still, I think, get a high refresh rate AMOLED display. You get basically the same camera setup. I don't know if it's the same exact sensors, but the same resolution sensors. Um, you get the 65-watt charging. You get, I think, up to 12 gigs of RAM. Um, it's just kind of more, if you want a more unique version of a GT entry, then that's what these are for. Um, um, we're expecting... European launches because European pricing has leaked, um, even though right now we only have a Chinese launch date. And is, is this the version of the phone that there was that odd rumor that Kodak was going to be involved in sort of camera branding? Or yeah. do we think there's also an... Because Realme had spoken before about having a a camera... Look, the, the, the GT was their performance flagship, but they were also doing a camera flagship. And it feels so... very unclear if this is meant to be that or if there's yet another phone on the way. The... The number of times Realme has teased since the GT line was first kind of announced as a thing, teased a second camera-centric flagship has yeah. been numerous. And initially we thought it was the Realme 8 Pro because that's the first phone with 108 yep. meg sensor and that was a whole thing and that kind of launched right around the time the GT hit China. Um, and then uh, Madhav Sheath, I think I mentioned in a previous episode of Fast Charge, he's gone on record and said like the month after the GT hits in India and various other markets like Europe, this camera version of the GT line is going to feature. And then we saw one of the senior guys from Realme in China posting camera samples from a device, which mm -hmm. kind of implied that it's the camera that you want to pay attention to. Um, it seems like if the GT Master Edition is it, they haven't really given us any more about why the camera is special and whether it does really differ from mm. the camera on the standard model. Um, there's also talk of this GT Master Explore Edition. Oh my god! So, a special, <laughs> special version of the already very good phone, and I don't know whether that's going to use the. I presume it's going to use the Master Edition's like seven seven eight processor as the yeah. foundation. Uh, maybe that's the one with the camera. We really don't know for sure, but one of these phones, I assume, has to have this special camera first approach because they've talked about it for so long, and the way they're teasing things. It feels like it's all coalescing, coming to a point. But maybe these phones will launch, and then they'll still be like. Just hold on to your hats. We've got the yeah. camera, camera flagship coming up, but we still don't know exactly it's, what device they're talking about and when that's going to be. It's strange, and it's especially strange if they do have a chipset downgrade because that dictates the image processor that's yeah. in there and also the AI abilities, which play a big part in camera capabilities now. So it, obviously they can change the image sensor and, and the lenses and that you know upgrades there could significantly change camera quality. But they also would be downgrading other aspects of camera quality just by virtue of changing the chipset. So it's, it's you know, I mean, it's not super cut and dry. There obviously we saw the last Pixel phone, you know, used used a mid-range 7 series chip and still has a phenomenal camera. So it's not like you can't have a good camera with a, with a mid-range chip. You can. But it is odd to try and position this is the camera-focused one, but we've downgraded the ISP, um, which is a core camera component these days. Um, mm. it, it will be an odd thing for them to do. Very odd. There's a, a couple of questions on this in the comments as well. Uh, okay. Name Alex. Uh, oh yeah, well, yeah. He's just kind of saying like, because of how we're talking about the phone being released, sort of in various European markets. Yes, it doesn't really mean it's out in the UK. I guess like there's a page for it on Realme's website, but you can't yet buy yeah. it from Realme's website in the UK. I think if you asked Realme, they would tell you that the Realme GT has launched in the UK. Um, yes, I think that is Realme's line. So. Is that the Realme GT has launched in the UK, and that. AliExpress is the official retailer for the phone's UK launch. I think that was the line. It is a bit weird, though. Because AliExpress is not based in the UK. There is no like, UK-based store currently selling the phone. Yeah. And there's not... 
a, a you know a buy link on the realme page for the gt no what's funny is the yeah the realme gt to, page doesn't even link to aliexpress yeah um, yeah so it's not even like oh here's where you can buy it it's just a page telling you but they did the partner with aliexpress to make aliexpress <laughs> the official retailer for it. it you know that is an actual you know deal that was struck um it's all a bit odd i agree i'm not sure i'd mm. really consider this phone out out in the uk um but like i said in some uk market some e, sorry some eu markets you can just buy it directly from realme and in some places it's on amazon um and you can buy it to the uk and it will work with the uk but it's a very funny launch. I assume it's fundamentally been driven by COVID complications around mm. shipping and retail partners and things like that. But I, I couldn't say with any confidence. But it's a good phone, Chris, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick with this one. I don't like the uh, the renders that came out today of the fair. last edition looking like a fair. suitcase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not the suitcase for you, fair enough. Uh, or the Freedom what? Phone, can't the Freedom <laughs> Phone. Uh, one last question from Alex here in the comments. It was actually what I was just hesitating on whether I should say or not. He's asked, does the phone from AliExpress come with a UK plug? Um, Chris, did yours have a UK plug or is yours an EU plug? No, mine mine has a... Let me just double I mean, check. The real examples I usually get are EU. Mine has a US oh, plug. Interesting. Um, which may be a Chinese plug, actually. I don't know. Yeah. But, Do they use the um, I don't know. Yes, I would say, Alex, I do not know. I would guess not. I, I would hazard a guess. My bet is that part of the complication here is that they couldn't actually source ones with UK plugs and that they only have EU plug versions. And maybe that's why the UK launch has been as odd as it has been, because what they have is EU plugs. Um, but who knows? That's pure, pure speculation. Um, but yeah, I cannot guarantee that if you buy this, you'll get a UK plug if you are in the UK. Um Cool. I think that will wrap us up for this week. Um, yeah. We are going to go away and, and weigh up the moral implications of buying a Freedom Phone <laughs> for for the sake of coverage. Um, <laughs> we will be back uh, same time, same place next week, back on YouTube and back in the audio version um, after our you know brief blissful hiatus from the company that must not be named. We will, of course, next week be talking about the launch of the Nord 2 that happens next Thursday so we will have all the hot goss about the Nord 2 um, and yeah I don't I'm not sure what else is coming I think that might be the only big launch next week but we will uh, we will rattle through whatever else happens in the tech world so yeah stay tuned and thanks for watching and or listening and remember to like and subscribe if you're here on YouTube thanks everyone bye see ya